Hello and welcome to Baseline to Baseline, a sports podcast with a musical twist. My name is Aiden Berg, and today I am joined, as always, by my co-host Nathan Ackerman. Nathan, how are you doing today? Um, I'm all right. You know, normally I have some long-ass rant to go on about the Phillies, but I don't want to talk about the Phillies this time. So I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for asking, Aiden. Well, with that extra time, I will I will use it to introduce our third guest on this podcast. He is my great friend. His name is Bobby Kirschenbaum. He's a pre-law student at NYU, a uh, fellow senior along, alongside me, and most importantly, for the purposes of this podcast, a long-suffering New York sports fan. Bobby, how are you doing? Oh, I you know, know I've been better, and because, it, because Nathan's not going to be discussing the Phillies, I have a take to make up for that. Oh, no. Oh, is it, is no. this the take that is we it about how the Phillies just swept the Mets or something like that? No, 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 no. So... I mean, I think Aiden, sorry, but I think that the Yankees are the unluckiest team in sports right now. <laughs> so let me explain. That's let true. me explain. Let me let me explain very briefly. So 2017, right? We were in high school and things were looking okay. And then we didn't know it at the time, but you know, the Astros were stealing signs and cheating, which robbed us of a championship. 2018 your Red Sox, Alex Cora did the same thing. So we got cheated mm-hmm. out of it again. And now back-to-back years, last year and now this year so far, the Yankees are literally about to have a triple-A team playing in the big leagues because of injuries. Since yesterday, when I told you I was going to be giving this take, um, James Paxson is going to go to the injured list. Mm. Gleyber Torres left the game. Zach Britton's on the injured list. Aaron Judge is on the injured list. DJ LeMahieu's on the injured list. At this point, like, I don't know who's going to be playing in the big leagues much longer. Dude, I don't know how this this happens, like, every single year. Like, everybody on the Yankees' entire medical staff just needs to go because this happens year in and year out. It's the same thing every single year. We literally have a new pitching coach and a new strength conditioning coach because of this. Yet, Giancarlo Stanton, in a shortened season, got injured sliding into second base on a play where the ball wasn't thrown to second base. DJ LeMay, was batting like 440. Like the one staple in our lineup who plays four positions, injured, hurt his thumb. I mean, Aaron Boone might have to put on a jersey and play. Nathan would love that. Thanks. Aaron Boone is my guy. Aaron Boone is my guy. <laughs> so, I mean, on a day where most Knicks fans like myself are also just in disbelief at how we messed up again, my biggest concern is just that the Yankees are soon going to have a triple-A team in the big leagues. All right, let me, let me frame my response this way. Um, because I don't think I'm as negative about it as you thought I was going to be. But this comes from a perspective that I'm about to tell you about. Would you consider the Celtics to be the least lucky NBA team over the last few years? Sure. Danny Ainge is a no, you're just saying No, you're just saying that because, <laughs> because it helps with your argument. I'm just saying the Celtics, I don't think anyone would consider them the least lucky team in the league because they've had, you know, uh, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown have really panned out at this point. Um, and they're a good team, obviously. But 
when you look at like the last three years going back to the Hayward, you know, snapping his ankle in half, basically, they've like never had their full team out there. And when they did, it was ruined because Kyrie Irving is a complete wacko. So <laughs> I, I just, I don't think that you would say the same about the Celtics if you're being completely honest with yourself when it's kind of a similar situation to the Yankees. And I think that the one thing that undoes your argument, I, I agree that they've been very unlucky and probably what one of maybe like the five unluckiest teams, I guess. But number one, I, I can't give it to you given the fact that your former uh, all-star player is in a decision-making position on another team and literally just handed you one of the best home run hitters in the league. I consider that pretty lucky. That part's lucky, but he also <laughs> can't stay on the field. So, I mean, I if, just, if, I just if, think it undoes okay, it. Look, I don't know. look, look. I don't understand why Aiden needs to make this argument about the Celtics. I mean, we're talking I'm, I'm, That was my way of framing I wanna, it. I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to like flip your train of thought on its head here uh, and say that the Yankees, even with the Triple A team, would still be miles better than the Boston Red Sox. So, if you really want to make this all about unrelated, Boston, but okay, we can do that. Oh, you're the one that's talking about the Celtics. That's even no, no, more. No, 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 no. I'm talking about framing it through because I view the Yankees in a very different way from how you two view it. Bobby, you're a huge Yankees fan. For some reason, Nathan, you have accepted the Yankees as like your AL team, which is completely baffling to me about the the, the evil. Okay, empire. the Yankees are my second it AL is, team. It is completely but baffling to me that I don't get the evil why empire to root for so much. I don't get why people hate the Yankees so much. If you have money, spend it. They're just a successful franchise. Thank you. They're thank not, you. No, they act yeah, like they are. They've won one World Series this this. Oh, well, they've millennium. won 27 World Series in their franchise history. And you, Nathan, throw, can and you, you throw out the Celtics championships from, like, the 60s, but all the Yankees count. I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't get it at all. Okay, there were more than eight teams when the Yankees won their championships. The game was still significantly different, though. Yeah, but it was significantly different for every team. Nathan, can That's you? That's what I'm saying. It's significantly different for every team when every team is in What's a league up? that has yes, 18. Yes, Bobby. Come on, man. I, I'd really appreciate it if you can give us back D.D. Gregorius, please. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. Please. <laughs> keep keep I mean, David Robertson, whatever. Keep, keep I him. Swear. Dude, I, I'm just trying us for us to get David Robertson back at some point this season. But I was, like, really aboard the D.D. hype train, and I still am. But – he did make an error on a ground ball, like, right to him in the bottom of the sixth inning yesterday, and the Phillies ended up blowing that 7-0 lead. So, I mean, look, Didi's still my guy, um, I, but I just really wish he made that play. And I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go on go on a podcast and, like, rave, of, rave about Didi after what he did yesterday. Like, I'll save that for next week's pause. He's probably going to go, like, you know, hit 600 the next week with, like, four bombs. So, I'm just going to save it for then. I still like Didi. I hope they extend him, but me and him are on kind of, you know, thin ice right now. I'm just – look, I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm let us segue into the next segment, but I'm just – today – on a day like today, I just – I'm wondering who tonight is going to get injured for the Yankees. Like, it, it, it's, it's next – and on top of that, look, don't even get me started on Gary Sanchez. I would literally trade him right now for that – for a basketball like he he's <laughs> useless i tried no, to tell you no, that's not during that 2018 series but and i fell for it i i admit <laughs> that i was way wrong I just, before we say i just want to explain i just want to explain what my thought process was me comparing the the yankees to the celtics was not just me trying to make everything about boston it was trying to frame it in a way where you guys obviously probably feel a similar way to the Celtics that I feel about the Yankees. And so I just think that the way that you view a team's luck 
is probably based on whether you like that team or not. Does that make sense? Boo. If only the Yankees could deflate footballs, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to move on. Uh, the draft lottery, the NBA draft lottery was last night. The Minnesota Timberwolves got the first pick. Warriors got the number two pick. Yep. Hornets and Bulls jumped to three and four, respectively. If you guys didn't hear that, that was Nathan making some sort of dumb sound about the Warriors getting the number two pick. Uh, Cleveland dropped from two to five. And the thing that I think we mainly want to talk about, given that Bobby is on the podcast, the New York Knicks dropped two spots from six to eight. Bobby, I just want to ask, uh, given everything that has happened, basically since what, like 1999, I guess? I I think that was the year you were born. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, pretty much. How are you feeling after last night? I'm still honestly, like, speechless from Aiden, you're a witness. I, I spoke zion kd Kyrie to the knicks into existence for six months before except you didn't because it's not in existence <laughs> I, I, I really believed it was going to happen i really thought all these years of suffering under jeff hornacek mike woodson uh larry brown isaiah thomas let's go through the players we had joakim noah cole aldridge uh we had a really bad group of players so i finally thought 2019 things are going to be turned around we have a nice little core phil jackson's gone but um, my heart was shattered last year, so last night was really nothing new. And I think in the moment, I saw the deputy commissioner hold up the Knicks card at eight. And unlike last year, I wasn't as disappointed that we finished with the eighth pick. It was more of the recap when they showed all the teams on the board. I was counting the seven teams ahead of the Knicks. And I think we are the worst team, but yet there are seven teams that are so much better than us that still have higher picks than us. The only team, debatably, that I think is just as big of a mess is the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, Terry Rozier is probably their best player, maybe. Oh, no, I mean, Miles Devontae Bridges. Graham. Devontae Graham. Yeah, Miles really Bridges. They, they have some pieces. So, yeah, you know, I, think they, I, mean, I think I like their pieces a little the bit. The Hornets and Knicks pieces. are like <laughs> – the Hornets and Knicks are similar, but some of those other teams – the Bulls have some nice pieces. The Warriors, I mean – that speaks for itself with Clay and Steph there and Wiggins. Mm. They have nice pieces. They're going to be fine. The Cavs even have Sexton and Garland. The Knicks are so hopeless, yet somehow Mike Miller, the interim coach, strung together enough wins to prevent us from getting a higher picks. So my thought process right now is in the weakest draft class in the last, what, 15, 20 years, we're going to have an, not even a top pick. So – what could go wrong will go wrong for the Knicks, and I've accepted it as a fan. I just want to—I just want to break down one of the quick points that you kind of glossed over in that that little um, monologue, if you will. Uh, you said the Warriors are fine, and I think that's quite the understatement for a team that just won the uh, 2020 to 2021 NBA Finals. I mean, you Wait, take what? Steph Clay, the 2020 to 21 NBA Finals, the Warriors have already won it and I think that's pretty obvious when you take the core that they have right now combined with the second overall pick yeah I was I was I was looking at a recent mock draft just after the NBA lottery and it said the Warriors are going to take LaMelo Ball and god I hope that does not happen because while I'm a big you know ball family guy uh he's just not the fit um, but what do you if, want? If the Warriors end up with James Wiseman, uh, this thing's over. This thing. No, no, no. Let me let me tell you something. And I, this is not just me writing for USC as a fan. Anyeka Okongwu, mark it down right now, is better than James Wiseman. Will be better than James Wiseman. 
He's a six foot nine center that can't shoot. I I I love I love Big O, but number two there, overall. There is zero chance I am taking a guy who never even made like one of the all NYBL teams. And I know that you guys don't know what that means, but he was supposed to be the top rated prospect in his class and he never even made one of those like best of teams. He, he's not engaged, he doesn't like care. I don't like it. He 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 doesn't have it. Do you, do you actually think the Warriors should take should take Big O number two overall? No. I think anything that they should take. Mellow ball, you can hit me with the mellow ball take. If they can get Anthony Edwards, I would maybe take him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I think I, he's probably um, one. I would rather have Big O than James Wise. I think it's just a bad year to be at the top of the draft, to be quite honest. I'd rather that be in true. that. I, honestly, yeah, Bobby, I'd rather be in that eight range. And that leads me to what I wanted to bring up with you, which is a potential trade that I thought you might be interested in. Because the Knicks, I feel like they just need help all over the board. You know, they need to fill, you know, they just need to get as many, like, decent players as possible. And so I would like to put out there a trade for the number eight pick for 14, 26, and 30 from the Boston Celtics. I, I think I would take that if I'm the Knicks GM. I really do. I think here's that, why I say it. Here's why I say it from yeah, Boston's perspective. Because the NBA is just it's, – it's a place where you need to get, like, high-level players. And everyone in this draft is missing out on – who I think is actually the best prospect. And I, I didn't mention him during the Warriors a little bit there because I don't know if he's a fit for your team either. But Killian Hayes uh, from the own team in, in France, I believe, uh, is sweet. And he is the exact kind of player that I want as my backup point guard to Kemba Walker on the Celtics. That's like our biggest need is a scoring guard, uh, someone who can run the offense. And I would like to trade up to eight because apparently everyone is thinking that he's going to fall into that range. And that's who I want. Yeah, if he's – look, I'm a, I'm a Knicks fan, right? I've seen quite a share of bad players. Killian Hayes, you're telling me he's a good guard from France? I mean, you want to talk about French guards? Frank Tilakina? <laughs> like, no, Phil but this Jackson, guy can actually shoot, like, a little bit, and he can actually handle the ball a little bit. <laughs> I think what sums up my experience as a fan of the Knicks is just the reality that we drafted Frank Tilakina, eighth overall, France guard, and then traded – and we could have had Dennis Smith at that pick. But instead, a couple years later, we traded our franchise player, Porzingis, for Dennis Smith. And he so, just didn't end up being good. And Yeah, and he ended up not being good. And then DeAndre Jordan went to the Nets. And, you know, it's all just like a, a big circle. Like, I mean, even, like, I don't know, man. I, I just, I know that whoever we take at eight will not pan out. It's really upsetting. Like, I'm really hopeful for the first time that R.J. Barrett is legit. He has shown flashes, but... I, and it's not fair to him, but just the fact that he came right after Zion and Ja, who I think will both be yeah, stuck in years, it's really unfortunate. But Kevin Knox, I, I mean, Trash. I, don't, <laughs> I would tra- I would take that that, that trade aid. And I think that the Knicks are in one of those positions that I don't think any fan, especially with, given this draft class, and the pick isn't that high. There's no get surefire, like, who's going to be available at eight? I would take that because we just need all the help. And in an ideal situation, maybe we even – trade the eighth for a ready player because eighth is just such an unpredictable draft pick i mean mm. i'm pretty sure eighth was when we took you know jordan hill and then nine was steph so it was something like that yeah <laughs> so i i mean i don't feel too great about that nathan i just wanted to go back to your point you said you want if wiseman goes to the uh to the warriors then it's all over for the league i just want to give a shout out to aiden and my buddy andrew golden who was on your podcast a couple weeks ago uh, I love you, Andrew, but let's. I just want to read you his riveting, really deep analysis of Wiseman. 
he said why and why he thinks that Wiseman should be like the clear cut yeah. number one pick. So number one picks for years we have included the likes of you know Carl Anthony Towns, DeAndre Ayton, Zion, like really highly talked about players. Should have been should have been Luka Doncic, but should have been Luka. And Andrew says that Wiseman is a surefire number one pick because quote. He just seems like he's good in the post, and, <laughs> and defensively, he's solid. So <laughs> that's exactly what you want for your surefire, no doubt about it. Number one pick, right? Player. I mean, Andrew's team. Like, if he, right if Andrew was like a, a general manager, I can only imagine him getting a call and being like, "Why do you want to trade us this player?" And Andrew would say, "He's well, good. Solid. He's good. He'll help you. He he could shoot." <laughs> so, and not only that, but he was like. Well, I heard he's, like, pretty good in the post, and I heard he's pretty decent at defense. Uh, do you guys know who the Warriors drafted the last time they picked directly after the Minnesota Timberwolves? Was I think we're going to move on. Uh, yep, <laughs> yep. So whoever whoever goes 1-1, uh, I know that the second overall pick is looking looking pretty good. If well, history... I do, yeah, I do vivid, vividly remember the Timberwolves taking Rubio and Johnny Flynn, uh, two guards instead of uh, Steph. Okay. <laughs> I, I, let's just move on from the bleakness of the of the Timberwolves and the Knicks uh, to some teams that have actually had something pan out for them. We are each of the three of us is going to give a takeaway from the NBA playoffs so far, or like a hot take, or like a future prediction, or something like that. So let, let's go guests on her first, Bobby. What is your uh, what is your take about the NBA playoffs so far? So I have two takes. They're both. One's about more of a player in the future, and one is kind of in the moment, one about a team. I'll start with the player. I think we could all agree, Luka Doncic is unbelievable. Like, this guy, I mean, I agree with what Aiden said a couple minutes ago. I do think Luka should have been the number one pick. The guy, I know sometimes there's always fear with general managers of taking an international player. You don't know if he'll adjust to the league or whatever, but Luka was playing for the best league in the world besides the NBA. I mean, he was already playing professionally since he was 13. Every tape of him showed how ready he was. He's a prodigy. And I think he's nominated for most improved player this year. And he was already hovering top 10 last year. So that says a lot about him. And I'm watching these games. And that through-the-legs pass he made against the Bucks last week, I literally just had my mouth open. I was like, oh, my goodness. This guy is so legit and I can't remember the last player maybe besides LeBron with the passing ability that I feel like every one of Luca's teammates has a wide open shot every single time Luca passes to them so I think that he's going to be an MVP very soon in the league the Mavs are only going to get better and if you give him a couple shooters like you know JJ Redick my favorite player in the league then I think that the sky's the limit for the Mavericks and Luca. but my team prediction in the moment I think – I know it's a little soon, the Matt, the Bucks. It's only a two games so far, but I think that the way the Miami Heat are playing, they're going to beat the Bucks in the second round. Whoa. Okay, I was going to say your first take was a little was a little lukewarm because, like – No, the Bucks like, – is good. We, the we Heat, I think <laughs> – look, I mean, I know it's a superstar-driven league. Obviously, every single year in the finals, we see Steph, LeBron, Kawhi. But even though the Heat don't have that superstar, Jimmy Butler is – an amazing player he's not top 10 but he's like in that top 15 to 20 range and he still has that killer instinct and they built a perfect team around him where I think Bam Adebayo took all the steps you need in a player I think he's going to win the most improved player this year by the way Bam Adebayo uh Anyeka Kongwu comparison but 
I think Bam Bam took great strides this year, and he's been great. You have knockdown shooters in uh, Duncan Robinson from Michigan and Tyler Harrow. Aiden, I told you the other day, and I stand by it, I think that Dragic is one of the most underrated guards in the league. I think he's really embraced his role as like a support player. I mean, he's never been the go-to guy, but he's really taken on the role of distributor to all these shooters. And on top of that, I think one of the most underrated moves throughout the season, because it happened right before the pandemic, the Heat picked up two great veterans, Jay Crowder and Iguodala. And I think no player, very few players in the league benefited more from the break than Iguodala because he was coming off uh, a few months without being in the league and some injuries. But he, he's he been picking up more minutes lately, and he does his thing on the court. He always plays good defense and is a great leader. So I think that the sky's the limit for the Heat, and I really would not be shocked if they take the Bucks to seven and beat them in the second round. I don't know if I anticipate that, but I do think that Miami, uh, I feel better about their chances for sure uh, against Milwaukee than I did probably previously. Um, and basically for all the reasons that you said, I don't really have anything to add right now, but I know that Nathan is itching to talk about Andre Guadalla since he mentioned his name and uh, to bring up a Warriors connection. So Nathan, take it away. I actually wasn't going to gonna go that route. Um, I mean, look, I I think the Heat could push the Bucks, but they're not going to take them down. I mean, come on, the Bucks are too. Yeah, they're they're tied one one with the Magic right now, which is never a great look. But I just think the Bucks are so much better. That I I know Aiden. We talked a couple weeks ago about how the Bucks are vulnerable and they're not a lock to make the finals. And I still I still agree with that. I just think as well as the Heat are playing right now. I just think the Bucks are so much more talented. And I think that the Heat could definitely take them to six, maybe even seven. Um, but I don't I don't I don't see the Bucks falling before the Western before the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, look, I'm not this this I even said this before they lost game one to the Magic, just to note what this isn't like a recency, oh, like I'm right away gonna hate on the Bucks because they lost one game. Obviously, one game is not indicative. The Raptors lost game one to the Magic last year, and they won the finals. So I'm not saying it for that reason. I'm more so saying it. They won the finals I'm... over the Warriors, by the way. I yeah. just wanted to point that out. They won over the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Moment of silence for Nathan. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I just think that the Heat <laughs> really. Five years, actually. <laughs> the Heat really just build a good roster, and I think that honestly, I think that. By them getting the four or five matchup against the Pacers really benefited them. That I feel like without Sabonis, this is kind of an easy series for them. I feel like if they played the Sixers or Celtics, it would have been a much more difficult matchup. But I don't know. I, I just think that they have a much more just just as equal of a balanced team as the Bucks. And I think that unlike Milwaukee, where if you shut down Giannis or shut down Middleton, they're kind of limited scoring wise. I think this Heat team yesterday I was watching, I think Jimmy Butler only had two or three field goals, and Harrow shot five for 14, I think. But then you have Duncan Robinson hit seven threes. So I just think this team has more weapons to kind of go on a run, and, the, and they'll give the Bucks a great fight, and it will go to seven anybody's game in game seven, especially in a neutral site. Yeah, and I think that the other thing that applies there is, is Milwaukee's team that they really, like, drop into the paint, and they're going to give up threes. And I don't think that's a really great – approach against Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and even Kelly Olenek uh he, he can be a floor spacer and, and really I think kind of 
make the Bucks pay for that. So I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad take at all, Bobby. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little more credit than Nathan did, but now Nathan has his chance to, to drop his take. And since we're running a little bit long here, uh, we're going to say we're just gonna skip over my take uh, because it, it wasn't really that good anyway. So Nathan, you have the final take, and then we're gonna move on to our music segment. Okay, my take is gonna follow somewhat of the same format as uh, Bobby's take. So my, my, my first take is more player oriented. Can we just stop with the whole Damian Lillard is better than Steph Curry nonsense? I mean, it's just getting so ridiculous and carried away at this point. Like, Dame does this thing where he plays, like, six or seven games where he drops, like, he averages, like, 55 a game. And I don't know if that's an accurate stat, but that's certainly what it feels like. Maybe Something like that. <laughs> and then – but then we start doing this whole thing, like – Damian Lillard, I, I, I heard Damian Lillard has better range than Steph Curry. Like, just stop with that. Damian Lillard, sure, he has great range. He will pull up and shoot from, you know, 40 feet more than Steph Curry might. But, dude, it's just getting so carried away and ridiculous at this point that I feel like it needs to be said that Damian Lillard does not hold a candle to the greatest shooter in NBA history I mean, every aspect of the game, you could argue, Steph does better than Dame. So, and Aiden's raising his eyebrows. I'm sure he doesn't like that take. So you can, you can, you can get into that after I, if you choose, after I drop down the second take. And that is um, sort of along, along the lines of Bobby's second take. Um, I think the winner of Nuggets Jazz uh, takes down the Clippers in the second round. Oh, and my I think oh. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you telling me that playoff P, whatever the hell that is, is going to make – is going to make waves against the Nuggets or the Jazz because the Clippers just they don't look they don't look unbeatable right now and I thought definitely I mean Aiden and I have talked about this on this podcast before that we were headed for a surefire Clippers Lakers Western Conference Finals I don't know who's going to win that that uh six three matchup but look I, I just think that whoever whoever does gives the Clippers a run for their money and takes them down in the second round. Oh, Nathan, respectfully, both of those takes are way too hot for me. I'm going to start with oh, the first one. both of them are way too hot. Okay. <laughs> okay, the first one, I agreed where you started. Steph is better than Lillard. Yes. Okay. Steph and Curry, people, anybody that's saying that Lillard is better is living in the moment right now because Steph missed a full season and the Warriors were obviously in the lottery. It wasn't a typical season. And especially given the circumstances where there was a play-in game, Lillard got hot and was – undoubtedly a top three player in the league. If not, like, aside from Luca, I think he was the best player in the bubble. Maybe Devin Booker put up a fight, yeah. but whatever. But yeah. to, say he doesn't, to, to say he doesn't hold a candle to Steph is a little much. I mean, much. I think it's literally, I think it's Steph's the best and Lillard is the second. And I think it's very clear at this point. If not, if not Luca, maybe Luca's too. But I think Lillard is very clearly a top three point guard in the league right now. I mean, I can't. Any comparisons okay. in the past okay. couple of years to like Kyrie Irving, like that's blown out the of window. the water. At the window. Yeah. I, I also think that you're discounting the fact that Damian Lillard is the best approximation of Steph Curry that we've ever seen. Like in terms of doing like the same kinds of things that Steph does, like there's like besides Steph, obviously, there's nobody else in the history of basketball who has done those kinds mm-hmm. of things better than Damian Lillard. To go off your second point though, I, I've had the Clippers winning the finals since before the season started. And since then, they've added 
a very deep bench that I mean, I said it the other night, let's just go back to me being a Knicks fan. I think that their seven, eight, nine players would all start for the Knicks. I think that Reggie Jackson is an amazing, is a great backup point guard. I think that Joakim Noah was a nice signing. I think he adds some experience, good defense, only for a few minutes, but Joakim Noah was fine, even though he robbed us of $70 million. Anyway, Jermichael Green, they have Landry Shamit. They have a deep, deep. How are you taking this long to get to Marcus Morris? He's the best out of all. Marcus Morris is like, <laughs> yeah, an amazing, he's just, literally him and Marquis are identical twins. Like, I think that they both play very similar games, three and D. I think that, I just think that there's no team except for the Lakers that could really put up a fight with the Clippers. I, I do like, Aiden's heard me say that I like Michael Porter Jr. I'm a huge Jokic guy. I think that the Nuggets are nice. But to say that the winner of that is going to take down the Clippers is a little much, especially if it is Utah that wins. I think that you shut down Mitchell, and that team is really, really limited. I, I wanted to just touch on it really quickly before we move on to the song segments. I, just like the Nuggets Jazz series just really struck me as like an NBA TV ass series. Like, just like I'm not interested in it. Neither team is going to like get out of the second round, in my opinion. Um, they, they, apart from Jokic, they just don't really do that much for me. And, and I just think that the Clippers, even though I'm worried about them having like this thing where they like feel like they can turn it on, even though they, they haven't actually won anything together, that's concerning to me. I don't think it will be a problem against the Nuggets or the Jazz, um, personally. Well, I, I mean, I'm just checking out the stat sheet from Clippers-Mavs game two. I mean, you've got Porzingis with 23, Luka with 28, Seth Curry with 15, Boban with 13. I mean, seems deep. Maybe, maybe the Mavs take care of the Clippers in the first round. I don't see that either, and I think that we have to give the Clippers the same credit that we gave the Bucks and that we gave the Lakers, that one game does not tell the whole story. Uh, let's move on to our music segments. So, Nathan, what song will we be listening to today? So when I was picking the song for this week, I had uh, two different routes I could have gone. One, I could have gone with a, you know, a little more funny, not, not quite as much of a serious song, but um, you guys didn't really seem open to that idea. So... Uh, Brian, if you are listening to this podcast and you know what that song is, we might hear that next week. But for this week, we're going to go with R.E.M. by Ariana Grande. That's the return of Ariana Grande. Is that the link? <laughs> At least oh, it's yeah. not Lonzo Ball again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> I almost went with um, Mellow Ball 1 by Lonzo Ball in oh, honor no. of the NBA draft lottery. But I'll save that for when the actual draft happens. <laughs> Is this REM like uh, like the REM sleep cycle? Is that what this is about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cool. Well, let me know when to start. Three, two, one. This is trash. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> no, it's trash. not. <laughs> All right. Not. I want to switch it up this week and. <laughs> Ask you, Nathan, why you think this is a good song. <laughs> okay, it's really melodic. The rhythm is just, I, I see, I like how it just, it just, it feels like it flows. You know how some songs, they just kind of flow. They just like go along. Like it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel too slow. It's just kind of like you get, you get into the groove a little bit. She has an amazing voice. Um, the little, 
Bum, 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 bum. That part was awesome. She killed that part. Um, one of my favorite parts of any musical song ever. Uh, that's definitely not the case. Anyway, I just feel like it's a, uh, it's calming. It's, it's relaxing. It's constant. I like how it's constant. I like how it moves at the same speed. You know what to expect. You know where it's going. But sometimes it, you know, it isn't, it isn't boring. So I feel like it's um sometimes you know you have you have the need for one of those songs. And I feel like sometimes um, that song can, can give you what you're, what you, what you're really looking for, you know? Bobby? I'm a, I do like some of the Ariana Grande songs, but that one's a little, uh, <laughs> not, not my type. Man. What songs? What songs? Uh, Problem I thought was pretty good a few years ago. She had that one. What was the one that came out this year with Lady Gaga? Um, Oh. oh, rain on me! Yeah, rain on me. That was a good one. I mean, she's she's a great singer. Just that one. That song's a little slow for me. Aiden? All right. Anyone who listens to the, listens to this podcast knows that the uh, the lyrics of a song are very important to me. I I like to think of myself as uh, somewhat of a fan of more intellectual music. I guess I would say. Um, and so I just want to bring up this lyric. Excuse me, um, I love you. I know that's not to way, the way to start a conversation. Trouble. And that's supposed to be a couplet right there. Defend yourself, Nathan. <laughs> that's just, I, I heard that. And that was a point when on the Zoom, I just leaned back and threw my, I threw my hands like <laughs> forward and like a get this away from me kind of motion. Well, tell me, tell me, tell me why you don't like it so much. It, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> what, what? What does the trouble at the end of it mean? It's just, it, it just doesn't really offer anything to me. Yeah, yeah thought... lyrics are very important to Aiden to the point that one of his favorite songs has four words, pull up, five words, pull up, shoot, <laughs> Jason Tatum. Yeah, that's a banger. Everyone go, everyone go listen true. to that. And it also honors a, a rising star and all NBA uh, player. But <laughs> Nathan, is there anything else that you want to uh, that you want to say about this song? Like, what? Like, what's your favorite? What's your favorite moment in this song? I guess I'll ask. Oh, the part where she goes bum 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 bum. Because it's like I don't. Know, I just think I just think it's like I just I like it. <laughs> you know what? To be fair, that was probably my favorite part of the song too. <laughs> there you go. I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same page. It, it gave right. me, um, you know that song, Mr. Sandman? Or whatever, yes. whatever that, whatever Enter that was. Sandman? No, not, oh, wait. not Enter Sandman. The, okay, good. The one that, the one, I don't know. Not the, the Metallica song. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't just call it Mr. No. Sandman. No, 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 of course not. Um, Nathan, in what way does this resemble Metallica Enter Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, I was confused, like, where he was going with that. I don't know that he song with Sandman. I don't know if the song is actually called Mr. Sandman, but it's the one that has Mr. Sandman in the lyrics and it's like the it's kind of like an acapella kind of thing um with like a, a lot of different voices. It the the bum 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 part is very similar to that and I, I I liked that. I thought it was good. Well normally normally when anything from any song I play here resembles anything from any other song uh that's ever existed in the history of music, you go that's copyright infringement. No, no, no. I did that in one example when it stole from stole from it other, spiritual. You've done it other times. <laughs> that was the main time, though, and I very, very much stand by it. <laughs> what's, your, um, what's your grade? My grade, my grade. Uh, you're not gonna like it. 
It's a, oh it's a D minus. <laughs> wow. It's a D minus. I didn't like this wow. song. Wow. I didn't really like this song at all. Oh, man. Nathan's having a rough couple of weeks. First, Jeff Patson gave him like an F minus. Just... <laughs> hey, hey, he gave, me a, he gave me a B minus with the words. So that <laughs> was just a small moral victory. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm going to give Ariana, I'm gonna give Ariana a better delivery grade than I Jeff just... gave you. So. <laughs> she delivered I it. Don't, I don't know what to do, Aiden. Like, I feel... I, I feel like I like I change it up enough every week to where like you have to like something that I play. I have. I like to do a Lipa song. Billie Eilish or maybe. I like to do a Lipa song. I like the Billie Eilish song. I liked the beat on the Lonzo Ball song. No, not anything that had to, not anything that had to do with him. But well, this is why this is why I mean this this Bobby Bobby what's your grade? Okay, go ahead. I'll give it a C. Okay, I'll take I'll it. See, I'll take yeah, that. I mean, it wasn't Ariana Grande itself. Any song just sung by her kind of elevates it a bit, but the, the lyrics were a little yeah. bit agreed with Aiden, and I think that it was a little too slow for me. If you picked, like I said, Rain On Me by with Lady Gaga, that might have been like a B plus, A minus. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to take a, a little break from Ariana because I'm, I'm 0 for 2 with, with Ariana Grande on the Baseline to Baseline podcast, so... I didn't I'll hate the per, the first one, if I remember I correctly. I don't think you liked it. I don't think, I don't, think I, I don't know if I loved it, but it I don't was, think I hated it, was, it. It was yeah, well, it was it was week two. We can we can listen. Back. I think it was bad idea. I think it was bad idea by Ariana. Yeah, that one was, wasn't that bad. bad. I think I probably gave it like a C minus or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Still I guess I'm just a harsh. Grade. <laughs> I don't know. See, my thing is like when C minus is not that bad, like we have a problem. So the passing grade. Past the song passed. The pass. It's a pass. All right, we are now going to move on to our final segment of the day, the freestyle rap segment. Uh, Nathan, what is our? I'm going to start off actually today. Uh, what beat did you choose, and did you pick it with the objective in mind of of giving you something that will help you come back from last week, last week's, I, I, I don't know, brutal, brutal review from Jeff Passing. I mean, I don't know if we need much of a bounce back. Everybody that listened to the pod said, like, my rap was fine. So, Jeff just has some, like, excessively high expectations. But uh, it's called Cutting It Close by our, our guy, DJ Freedom. All right. Well, you may not think that you need a bounce back effort, Nathan. But, you know, I think it would still be good to have anyway. So, are you ready to hear your, your words that we picked out, including the final one picked out by Bobby Kirschenbaum? Mm, okay. Yeah. Number one is siege. Is what? Siege. Like laying siege. Okay, like S-I-E-G-E. Yes. Okay. That took a while. Uh, Number two is curator. Dude, what the hell? Oh, come on. You can rhyme aider with so many things. All right. (laughs) Uh, Number three is world. Have we had world already? Whatever, we're gonna go with it. And then yeah, pass four, is punching the air right now. Okay. <laughs> number four, Bobby, do you want to say what the final word is? Yes, it is Disney. What the heck? I don't feel like okay. these are that bad. Okay. If you need a slant rhyme or two here and there, and, and again, you don't need to rhyme these. 
All right, Nathan, are you ready? Almost. See, the thing is, like, I don't even know what siege means. <laughs> How do you not know what siege means? Can you, can you give me, like, a quick definition? Yeah, so, like, when you lay siege, it's, like, when you, like, attack. So, like, if you lay siege to a castle, it's, like, someone attacking a castle with, like, an army. All right. All right, yeah, I'm going to have to push you to get started here. Okay, cutting it close, DJ Freedom. All right, gonna knock the first one out fast. <clears throat> yeah, I lay siege like I'm on the attack. Yeah, my name is Nathan, but the people call me Ag. Yeah, I eat up the beat like it's my midday snack. And I'm always on the beat. Yeah, cause I'm always on the track. Okay, yeah, I got the bars and I'll see you later. I'm flying to the moon like I'm sitting in a crater. Yeah, you know me, yeah, they call me Terminator Yeah, I create all the bars and I fix them, curator Okay, got the bars and it's out of this world And when you hear them, you're like, I want an ice cream swirl Cause they're so cold and I always make you whirl And I make them dance like they got all the twirls Hey, I'm cold like water, yeah, I'm really trying to douse yeah, I am in Disney like I am Mickey Mouse And I got the hardest bars in the world or my house And I am the GM like my name is Jerry Krause Okay Swift up on the world swirled See, I was I was trying to go world swirled world like but like world like you know like the spinny thing and then twirled um, but it, it didn't, it didn't work. Yeah, that didn't really, that didn't really fly. I'm not gonna lie. Bobby, thoughts? Yeah, but the rest, again. Love, love the relevant shout to Jerry Krause in a year with The Last Dance. Yep. That was, that, given that Disney was my word, I like that, I respect the, the changing of, instead of rhyming with Disney, using the mouse, because there's more flexibility with that, and I thought that the, the triple rhyme with Terminator, mm. Alligator, what, Terminator, Alligator, and Curator was pretty solid. So, uh, later, unlike Jeff, later Creator, Terminator. Mm. Unlike Jeff, uh, I'm a fan. I, I I give you props for some of those rhymes. Jeff was brutal, but that was pretty solid. I'm gonna push back a little bit. I'm not gonna be anywhere near as harsh as Jeff for sure, but um, I'm not gonna give you credit for. Well, I'm gonna give you some credit, but not as much as you're asking for for the curator part of it, because you said you fly to the moon like I'm in a crater, I believe, and you don't fly to the moon it's in a crater. <laughs> no, 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 no. You fly to the moon, and then once you get there, you're sitting in a crater. Cause All right. Well, that didn't that didn't really that didn't really work clicking for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I feel like it was. That and the the issues that you had with the flow on uh, on world on on that on that part of it, um, I think it makes it a, a pretty middle of the happens, road performance for the you. I think it makes it a pretty middle of the road performance. Yeah, pretty average. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Nothing special. That's fair. Um, that's fair. I don't know well, if we, I mean, if we all, kept all this I'm, in, but all I'm looking to do each week is just get the job done. I'm disappointed. Yeah. You should have higher. You should have higher hopes than that. Yeah. Well. Uh, I mean, Jeff really killed my confidence a lot. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm proud of you for finally figuring out what siege what siege means and just trying to get it out of the way so that it doesn't trip you up. Yeah, I mean, nobody uses that word ever. So. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I think that's going to do it for this week's edition of Baseline to Baseline. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. It was, uh, it was, it was, I feel definitely better than Andrews. So I think that we can let him know about that. <laughs> thank you for having me. And Nathan, I'll be sure to uh, text you when the Clippers annihilate the winner of the Nuggets Jazz next round. Oh, I'll be sure to text you when the Bucks annihilate the Heats and the Heats, the Heat in the second. <laughs> Very fair. And we could and we could both text Aiden when the Raptors mess them up next round. Yes. Oh, and we man. can also text Aiden. We can also text Aiden when maybe maybe the Celtics blow their 2-0 lead against the Sixers. Ooh. Ooh. I'm I'm scared about all of those things happening. So you guys aren't telling me anything new. Um <laughs> Now, I already thanked Bobby, but now I kind of want to take that back after all of that. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to listen to some of our previous podcasts, you can search Baseline to Baseline. That's B-A-S-E-L-I-N-E to B-A-S-S-L-I-N-E on SoundCloud. Uh, and then if you're looking for our work from a certain month, just put that month in after the title and you will go to that section of our work. Uh, yeah, thank you again to everyone listening, and we will catch you next week. Until then, Nathan, do you have anything left to say? Not really. Um, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week, like Aiden said, of course. Uh, until then, Nathan out.